Oh, give it up. No one can hear you. What? I said no one can hear you. What? He said no one can... Just you be quiet. Woody, you're back. Don't let him get out! Star Command, I've been taken hostage by my own prisoner! Hold his arm! Quick, open his back! There's a switch! Unhand me, Zerg scum! The galactic courts will show you no mercy! It's not working! Why is it not working? Where's the manual? Here we go! There should be a little hole under the switch! Little hole. Got it! So reset your Buzz Lightyear. Insert paper clip. Use your finger! Okay, now what? Uh, all right, let's see. Caution! Do not hold button for more than five seconds. It's not my fault! Bitácora espacial. Me he despertado del hipersueño en un planeta extraño. Now what did you do? I just did what you told me! Estoy rodeado por criaturas extrañas y desconozco sus intenciones. ¿Quién anda ahí? ¿Amigo o enemigo? Uh, amigos! We're all amigos! Me debo de haber estrellado y se me ha borrado la memoria. ¿Han visto mi nave espacial? We gotta switch him back. Well, how do we do that? I don't know. That part's in Spanish. No, we don't have time for this. Come on, El Bazo. ¿Mi nave? ¿La encontraste? ¡Excelente! Good luck, cowboy. Welcome to episode 50 of the What I About Pixar podcast. Each so we talk something I from Pixar. Could we take a cat at seeing an actual film? And today, on this milestone episode, it's the 50th edition. We are going to be talking about the character Ham from Toy Story. So let's get started and talk about the, the with his character profile. Uh, so always be funny here we do our character profile. So our source is wiki. Ham, voiced by John Rassensperger. Ham is a wise cracking piggy bank. He and Mr. Potato Head appear to be best friends, as they are often seen playing games and high-fiving each other whenever something spectacular happens. Ham is some of a technological genius. He can identify types of trash bags, child locks, and is the ultimate channel hopper, as seen in Toy Story 2, as he switches channels far more rapidly than the other toys can. Ham's appearance is a beast. No, I'm not going to use that word. Overweight, that's bad. Overweight, pink, pink plastic piggy bank. Cork at his rear end. We'll pull it. Both beady black eyes, eyebrows, and hooves. His personality is laid back, loyal, wisecracking, friendly, smart, sarcastic, clever, and cynical. Okay, let's catch profile done and dusted. Let's start talking what I love about Ham.
Okay, brace yourself, dear friends. It's time to start talking all about ham. Oh my, we got a lot to talk. Where do I start? No, seriously, where do I start? Ham, he is an amazing character in the Toy Story franchise. He, he's up there with Slinky as well, my faves. He really is. I just love him. Mainly for his personality, how he can... Sometimes be, you know, your friendly little toy and then just gives you a little bit of that sass, a little bit of sarcasm. It's just brilliant. And I do love his genius. Because um, most of the toys they sort of act throughout the horror franchise are a bit played like. And then you've got Ham, who, after the humanoid one toys, I promise he's probably the smartest of the lot. Um, so we first meet, let's talk about when we first met him. We first meet Ham. Um, during Andy's playtime at the very beginning of the film, we see a lot of times um, with Andy playing the toys. And in the, in the first one, Ham represents the safe um, that the robber was taking money from. From and the first time we get to speak is when uh, Miss Potato Head um, after trying to repair himself due to an incident with uh, Molly uh, tries to just. Play himself as Picasso, but Ham doesn't understand his joke. Uh, Causing his head to call him um, an uncultured swine. Wow, that's we cut as toys swearing, maybe. Um, but yeah, so Ham. It's interesting with how Andy uh, with with Ham when we see Ham being played with. Um, in the first, from going from the first film, just the piggy bank to all the way to the third film where we get scenes about as Mister Evil Pork Chop. Um, now, for mo- now, throughout most of the time in the, in the film, Ham basically is like with the other toys and just sides with Buzz. Um, we get to see a lot in the first film about play, about playground mentality. I think that's the, we see a lot of playground mentality in Toy Story where um, one kid's being uh, you know, picked on and instead, and instead of trying to defend the kid, you sort of side with the bullies because you sort of fear what they could do to you. But we see a lot of that in, in the first Toy Story film. Uh, but that's mainly due to um, Woody's jersey of Buzz arriving, um, who gets on very well. Even Ham, who who expresses irritation at Woody, uh, would ask him uh, if they found a, a moving buddy. And it's also ice changed to the views at time to time. Um, so yeah, uh, but no, like the, all the other toys, Ham is really impressed with uh, with Buzz, um, and we get to see a lot of that happen throughout the film, which calls Debert's Woody's jersey, and to the toys, they pick up on it, and really, the playground mentality just attack Woody, like, you trying to get rid of Buzz? So like, later on, when Buzz unfortunately goes out the window, all the toys and me are actually like, is it, you killed Buzz! Of course, we the viewers know that's not what happened. Of course, Buzz just went out the window and it's just lying on the floor. Um, not sure if he was able to move at the time, but yeah. But see, other toys, I love the reactions. Um, how, oh, you just attacked Buzz. You just killed Buzz, Woody. And they basically all just basically turn on um, Woody. Now, one of the things I quite like about Ham is that with Ham, we may, may have seen time on the window still. And he sort of uses that as that's like a little spot. We're able to see what's going on outside. Well, particularly the first film when um, the antagonist for our film, first film, Sid, and old Ham. Poor Ham, he's got a front row seat to the, all these monstrosities, these executions of 
poor toys that Sid keeps doing. Mm. Uh, luckily, Ham's got, got balls of steel, because otherwise he probably would be one traumatised P-Bank. Um, but yeah. So, but as I say, main, main the first one, we see Ham um, with, most, with all the other toys, and they basically um, spend most of the time um, just having a go at Woody. It's like, you are... Just pointing him out because of the jealousy he has towards... Uh, Buzz with being the new toy and bearing him because of what they all think oh well he's going to get replaced as the new favourite and of course when Buzz gets knocked out the window Ham expresses distrust of Woody and that hinted that they should throw Woody out of the window as well but because of what they thought happened that Woody did and B to not give Woody a chance to basically do the same to them so I love how Ham's interpretation there. A lot of the other toys is like, right, let's do it to what look like what but happens to Buzz there. Let's let to Woody before we can start doing that to all us. Because <laughs> they all think if we keep him here, we're all gonna go one by one down the end. Like, <laughs> yeah, these toys in Toy Story, the first film, they act very playful. They're all very playful, and then, I think it's not until the second film we get to see them all actually um, express different personality traits and act more maturely while still holding over that child like in them um and as I said, said at the top at the back of the camera profile Ham and Mr Potato Head uh, they are seen to be best friends and we did get a nice little scene with them playing Battleship um which um has apparently been won by Mr Potato Head's hat um for a previous match, clearly that's what Hammer's done. He's from, because this is with the Muslim of time, um, and was requesting he get Miss Potato Head's nose uh, for losing to him again when they discovered Woody was nearby. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure now. Battleship, I have played. I remember playing it myself as a kid, and it's always quite tricky because um, you got really, you got to be really strategic with Battleship because you've not got to try and um. Place your ships in obscure places of the board where the other they won't guess. People's got to try and guess where the players put theirs. Um, so Ham, I'm not sure that's how you're supposed to be playing Battleship. You know, if I if you if you get beaten by me, you've got to give me a piece of your body parts. It's like if I was Miss Potato I'd be thinking, yeah, you know, you're all right, mate. Because at this round, we're not going to have anything left. And I'll just be fried. I'll eventually end up being coming fries. Uh, literally, um, hmm, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> the strangeness of toys when they get to have play with board games, isn't it? It's a nice little scene. It just sort of shows these two their little friendship. So then you thought, oh, is it just because they're science because they both feel the same thing about what happened with the boards? But no, it's because they these two they are sort of show a bit of a friendship and a bond there. Um, um after Woody. But obviously, so obviously later on with Woody, he, when well, the other toys spot him over at Sears, they're all a bit shocked at first, and Woody then tries to basically say, me and Buzz, tries to pull one eyes, like, oh, me and Buzz become best friends. But of course, that ruse gets discovered, and uh, when it does, um, Ham um, assume, has assumed the worst. And thinks that Buzz is now dead. <laughs> at least Woody has also basically faced the same fate. <laughs> Still taking Mr. Potato Head's side by thinking Woody has killed Buzz intentionally. <laughs> um, yeah, but later on, of course, um, um, obviously, 
Woody and Buzz, they get back to the gang and they basically lit, um, they basically get to basically live their lives and Buzz is now accepted the group, now realising that he's an actual toy and not the real life Buzz like, yeah, um, and, um, yeah, like all the other toys, basically feel rightfully guilty and horrified at having suspected, um, Woody of being a toy killer, um, and then at the end of the first film, really, it's sort of for Ham, it's round full, goes full circle. Because we started Ham at the beginning of the first film, look, trying to be the person who goes, Oh, what the kids got for Christmas this year? And we get it again at the end uh, with Ham relaying what's uh, happening, uh, what each what each toy's getting. And congratulates Miss Potato Head, because he's now got a wife! Because Molly gets a Mrs. Potato Head! Hey! Oh, if that was me, I wouldn't be congratulating Mr. Tate. I'd be like, oh, what's going to happen to our friendship now? Am I now going to become the third wheel? Oh, but Ham, I don't think he's got that to worry. I mean, because well, you live with your friends all the, all the time. You've not got that to worry about. Because the toys just basically live with each other all the time. But obviously, if this is real life and uh, you live separate, in separate houses with your friends, then, um, yeah, that would be... Okay, now Toy Story 2 and all... Oh, Ham's return in Toy Story 2, I love. And he, from the get-go, despises our main villain for the set. Well, how should we prefer Al? Because he's not really the main villain. Because um, that obviously makes what we is uh, proven to be Stinky Pete. But we'll call him the secondary villain. Because normally sometimes in films or TV roles you get um, a villain... But they don't become the main bit of the whole plot. So, that's, so we're referring to Alpha Secretary bit. And I just love Ham's detest straight away. <sighs> Especially after knowing that he is the same man um, who kidnapped Woody from a yard sale. Um, later, he and Mr. Potato Head, they set up a crime scene uh, to present Woody's kidnapping to the other toys. And I love how they see with Ham doing it because he's used the sketch pad. Um, you know, that, that toy where. <sighs> You draw on it, and then he acts, that a bird as you shake it, the, to- the, the drawing disappears. I love how ha- Ham's got that sword. I just love it. Ham, I easily, I easily could see Ham being, you know, a, detect- D- a DCI. If, if, I, I could see it. DCI Ham. Yeah. I could definitely see it. Him doing his little crime scene and everything. Getting all that together. Um, which he's doing brilliantly um, until um, Rex um, ends up destroying... The presentation, because um, he's um, busy. Uh, what Rex was partly doing was he was busy going through the channels trying to find the advert to Al's toy bar. Um, but he's not done a very good job. So then Ham comes in, and oh my, oh my, are we all impressed by this? Ham comes in, he goes, and, and literally, you barely get a chance to see anything else on the telly because Ham just goes, clicking the net, clicking the. Oh, what bus would it be? For us in the, in England, it would be the um, the next tower button. But I'm not sure what Americans do what Americans call it. Anyway, anyway, the bus on your remote that makes you change tiles, that's the bun. Ham just keeps laying his paw down that bun and goes dum 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 And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, Ham, wow, how you did that. I mean, I love it. 
if Ham was in, if I lived with Ham, I'm not sure if I would be scared if I'm having the telly on or be like, Ham, um, can you recommend a program for me? Because I'd be just like, no, 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 and they can talk about their days and talk about what's going on the telly. Oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, oh, yes, referencing British, British culture there. If you're not, if you are listening to this outside the UK, um, Gogglebox is a program on Channel Four where um, basically members of the public um, are filmed watching what's been on our te- on the telly for the last seven days, um, and that could be. Uh, anything, so it could be a mainstream channel, so like say Channel 4 or the BBC, or it could be a well known stream service like Netflix or Disney Disney Plus. Yeah, but basically, those of you outside who are not familiar with it, it's basically we're watching people watching the telly on the telly, but it is great fun. It is, it is great fun. Um, it's been on for, it's been on for quite the lot of season now. I think we're coming in our 16th or 17th season. It's brilliant, it's brilliant, it's great, it's actually it's great fun, because you would think, oh, that's a sad story, but when you watch the episode, you're like, oh, wow, because the people on it just bring their personalities to the floor, it's just amazing. Uh, but yeah, um, I think it's also been streamed in a couple of other, uh, a couple of other countries also in their version of it. Um, the US did a celebrity version um, in, um, in 2020, um, Australia done one, uh, no, 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 yeah. So just in case you watch, you're listening to podcasts from the UK, you're not, you know, in the UK, you think, what am I talking about? That's what I'm referring to, Gogbox. It's a television programme where basically we watch people watching the telly on the telly. That's a simple way to describe it. It's on Tower 4 in the UK. Right. But yeah, but back to Ham. It's amazing to have I'm just literally jaw-dropping. Wow. How are you able to work out what, what is good and what's not? But eventually, they do find the, the advert, despite Ham's amazing little talent. If he went on BG Britain's Got Talent, that could be his talent. Oh my god, I'm literally just listing different shows, shows that Ham could go on. I will be bringing that. That, what, that show I don't need to explain to people outside of the UK, because pretty much any country in the world has got their own version of Got Talent, so you don't need to explain that one. Um, one um yeah so eventually oh yeah and we do oh yeah and in while i was doing this thing um when he gets asked how he can even tell what's on how to simply applies i can tell and just keeps going <laughs> it's brilliant however he does end up accidentally skipping the commercial already hopping too fast to, st- to stop goes back um until the and they yeah and stop ham immediately before he fits past it again <laughs> so then ham joins the rescue team um along with miss potato head slinky buzz and rex they become form the rescue team to go and bay to out to to find um wood to rescue woody um and it is during the mission when he displays embarrassment to the other toys after his uh, cork falls out. Um, so we get to see that Hum gets embarrassed because his cork, which holds um, 
well, would, would normally, because obviously hand represents a P-Bank, that normal would hold your, your, your coins. Um, it, it comes out. Whilst they're making the way, Ham gets embarrassed and, and this goes, okay, no, and he literally goes, no, you look at me when I put the court back in. So he, so he does get a bit embarrassed when that happens. He doesn't want people to see him. Well, we would all, we would all be if that's happened to us. If we have our, you know, if our trousers would suddenly come down and we've realised, oh, we've actually forgotten to, and we realise, oh, it's the day I forgot to wear underwear and we see our private areas. I know what I know. I know it's about to go up, but we would all be about to like, don't look. Um, unless it's that Channel Four program, Naked Attraction. Again, not worth describing. It's not worth. Um, we have some mad telly on here in the UK. We really do. Many it's Channel Four, but it's a lot of weird telly. Uh, not sure how big on that one. No. Oh yeah, but yeah. So it's great, obviously, because you get to see the Hamlet's embarrassment. Um, yeah. Um, so when they are in the toy, getting to the toy bar, toy store, um, we get to see Ham really drive a car. <laughs> he manages to buy a convertible and drove it to rendezvous with Mr. Potato Head and Rex, um, who uh, basically. There's a little subplot happens with two where Rex has been playing a video game and he's trying to find how to get on the next level and he sees a guidebook on how to do it and goes after that. So Rex goes off. Um, and, yeah. But at first, Mr. Potterhead has to go for driving first. Because um, he's like, let toy with hands drive. And how the others later spot a group of Barbie dolls having a party and ask them where to find the owner. And... He has also taken a Mr. Head spot, right? So, partially because Mr. Head was inset, was incessantly and repeatedly chanting, "I'm a married ma- man," regarding tall guy Barbie's presence. So that's where Barbie comes in and joins the, the group, which we'll talk about sometime. Um, so she then now takes the wheel, um, to the and to the herbal uh, like this aisle. They then ham spots the wrong buzz because got, got that silly little thing about like the wrong buzz thing, which come, which comes later, which we'll go to one another time. Um, that then comes in. Then Rex, they find Rex. He's running by and jumps into the car, and it's really funny because we're left with Rex's te- tail because Rex has driving head first. His tail is really funny. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh. So now when. The group reunites with, uh, with Woody. I love how the toys just immediately attack the roundup and Ham goes for the stinky peat. He goes for the box. He knocks down the box and it says, You heard Kung Fu? We'll get ready for Pot Chat! Uh, uh, yeah, and all that. <laughs> uh, they then obviously have to then leave and then. Ham proceeds to give drive directions by onboard manual. Um, while noting you can still guarding the message of the vehicle with some amusement. As we see out to, to the Tri Country National Airport. So that we get to the big climax. And so Ham's bomb is that, but the others tries to locate the suitcase containing Woody. Um, and they only found camera equipment in one. Uh, they then find they then do find the case with Woody in it, and then at the end. Well, they get Woody returned home, 
Hammer attempts to beat a Buzz Lightyear attack of the Zerg again. That was previously prepared by Rex, as mentioned as a little subplot earlier. And that's for a hand. However, Rex is too overjoyed about his triumph over defeating the actual Zerg in the air beta. <laughs> and doesn't help Han Ham loses the game. Um, yeah, because Re- obviously, they in on their way to, to get to Woody, they are interrupted by Zerg and Rex. A bit like how he did with the sketch, Padardi just, just knocks it over. That's what he does to Zerg. So that's part of Rex's like, triumph. But yeah, so that was a good one. Um, and so yeah. Oh, and at the end, with Ham trying to go back on his hands again. Chase the tea to Al's commercial, sees a sobbing Al on TV about how he lost his money, which makes Ham come on that grind, doesn't be satisfied that Al has suffered from deep Steve Woody. So, they like how Rex got over his little pro- problem, Al's got over his, both triumphantly. Okay, so let's now very quickly talk over the, next two, the last two films. Um, so Bill Ham's presence is sort of not much in this in the other two. So in Toy Story 3, obviously Ham and all the rest of the gang they end up going to Sunnyside. because um, they both feel well Andy's now wanting to clear the house out and wants to get rid of the way. That misunderstanding. Um and Greasy was saying we should all go to Sunnyside. They all think, yeah, it's our big chance to get pay again. But obviously with Caterpillar Room, nope. They get all mangled, disrupted, you know, poor Hank has another embarrassment because his cork's out again. <laughs> um and then when we had the big reveal about Lotso being the bad guy, um, he then basically scolds Mr. Vidaya Head um, for not believing him in the first place, um, which wasn't seen in the first film. Because in the first film, they all were basically like, well, we'll all take your side, <sighs> Mr. Vidaya Head. And Ham is like, nope. Um, Nope. So, because uh, obviously, again, we have a lot of hardback of the toys that believe Woody. Um, but then, when they do realise the truth of it all, Ham goes, let's go for the scolding, which was what, which came rather too late. Because obviously, the first one came in 1995, and the, the third one, so I thought, well, Ham, that scolding was a bit fi- of Miss Terrahead, that was a bit 15 years too late, wasn't it? Well, I was watching the film. Uh, yeah. You know, I myself wasn't born till 1996. I do, of course, watch Toy Story on the video cassette after a long after um, I was a little kid. I love Toy Story too. Uh, yeah. And, oh, when Woody actually comes back and has to be told what's gone on, I love how Ham. Because when Woody realizes what's happened to Buzz, and we get Woody go, "Oh no!" and Ham's like, "Oh yeah, mate, it's the return of the astronaut." Oh, love it. Love it. I was literally laughing out at that because, like, yeah. And it's nice that they've all actually recognised because, again, it harks back to something that happened in the first film, obviously, back in, in, uh, in 1995. Um, it's the toys. I don't know were probably a blizzard at the time, but obviously, as time has passed by, they've actually remembered bits about their previous thrills and adventures that they actually didn't realise. And one of those was, of course, Buzz being a bit of a jerk. Mm. Oh, and all towards the end, when we get towards the end of the film, we need to raise it. We've had a big talk about this already. Go back and listen to it. It's episode 44. Um, go and listen back to it. We've talked about it already. Um, but I just love how Ham and all the rest of the toys, within their third, is about to die. All hold hands with each other. Uh, who did Ham hold hands with? 
must, it must be Miss Potato, surely it would have been Miss Potato Head being his dear closest friend. Um, was it? Must have been. Um, oh, oh, I found it. Oh, it's not Miss Potato Head. So, Hammer Pat, right, so Hammer apparently took Slinky's paw and wrecked his hand. Wow, that's interesting. I would have thought Miss Potato would be one of them. Um, because throughout the film, the, all the films, Rex and Ham, no, not Rex and Ham, Ham and Miss Potato Head, they sort of become, they sort of build like a best friend situation, become best friends. So I would have thought at least one of them could have been Miss Potato Head and maybe the other poor could have gone with Rex. But no, that's quite interesting. So Slinky and Rex were sort of the two that Ham were holding on to with the toys that were holding hands thinking they're about to die. But of course they don't. Okay, they don't die, they do get survive, and they, at the end of the film, all live with Bonnie to basically begin their new lives with Bonnie and get to have a brand new um, playtime. Now, of course, Hamagen does appear in Toy Story 4, though, like many other toys, he's got very little to do um, with this, because I feel like Toy Story 4 is mainly focusing on Woody and Bo Peep, and the others are basically there to just basically go, Hello! Which we've seen quite a fair, fair amount of times, quite a lot of Pixar sequels. Um, Finding Dory with Mr. Ray and Cushion Squirt. Incredibles 2 with Edna. Um, Cars, Cars 2 and 3 with quite a lot of the Radiant Springs residents, but which we won't name because it's got, because I'm just amazing his name. Yeah, so Pixar has quite a bit of a handy of this, of giving us amazing characters, and then when you're going to give them, and the ones that get sequels, most of those characters, because they're, they're quite a large ensemble, and picked on these introduced new characters into the fray, the, uh, the characters we got to know and love sort of get slowly put to the background. Um, and I felt Toy Story 3 was actually okay, but Toy Story 4, no, I felt, you know, I do quite like Toy Story 4, I do felt, well, that was mainly focused on just Woody and Bo Peep, everybody else just put the sidelines. Um, but Ham's involvement um, is basically. Do what he's always done, looking out to help toys whenever they need to get back to, you know, dead, which is what happens when the toys are with humans. Um, so to like with all the other toys, they now live with Bonnie, and Ham's role is that he becomes the me, um, basically, what, what, is, what does Ham do with Bonnie being made by Bonnie? So basically just piggy bank again, like we had like at the beginning of the first film. Probably was. Um, so obviously with all the toys girls on the big road trip. Um, keeping an eye on how much far we've gone further. Yeah, isn't that hand really not get that much? He really just does not. Um, oh, the others. Um, so we'll just round it up by towards the end and by saying how the main focus for Ham, like all the others, is he does of course play a small part in when saying goodbye to Woody. Because, of course, we get that heartfelt goodbye with Woody, who, with an encouragement from Buzz, decides he's gonna be okay. we're, we're going to be okay. And Bonnie's going to be okay too. You go. Go and live your life for Pete. And we go to get Ham. When all the other toys get to say goodbye to Woody. But, of course, that goodbye has to be short-lived because they all made a stupid mistake of having the newbie, Forky, 
Um, he practices the whole film behaving like a newborn child. Um, these are doors unlocked, which means obviously they've all got to get back in. And so, so they can. So obviously, yeah. I thought that goodbye with Buddy could have gone a little bit longer had they not left Forky in charge of watching the back RB. Anyway, at the end of it, we have a little bit of a crossroads scene where a year later, Bonnie drops off a backpack to others and Jesse emerges and is basically saying, Hey, look! Bonnie's made a new friend! And it's again, a girl versus Forky. But that sort of brings Hams and Bobman to a close there. So yeah, so like with the so like with most Toy Story before, Han doesn't get much to do. But I feel like he gets much to do in the first three films before. So by the time Toy Story comes, you're like, oh, I would have loved to see a bit of more of Han, but it's actually okay because I got to see quite a lot of him in the first three films. Uh, yeah, but I love Han. Um, I think he's going to... Uh, I put him up there with Slinky. I mean, I do love Slinky a bit more, but with Han, I do love his personality. I love his little type and time where... He can be the loyal, laid-back, lay friendly guy, and sometimes show his smarts. But there's other times where he can be wisecracking and sarcastic. But like in Toy Story 3, when Woody comes back in, has to be told what's happened to Buzz. And Woody just goes, oh no, and Ham's like, yep, oh yeah, mate, it's the return of the astronaut. Because Ham easily could have been like any other any others were pulled on and gone, no. After he goes, oh no, most of us gone, oh yes, mate, it's true. But no, Ham likes to make a little joke about it, which is, I was laughing uh, my head off with that. Nice, was nice little bit of comedy before we all got thrown off guard and blindsided with the, with the incinerator scene. But as I said, we've mentioned on a previous episode, go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, but Ham, he is great. And he is actually quite a multi-tarted tarted piggy bank who... Definitely, I could see him being on a lot of our, our TV programs that we have here in the UK. I definitely see he could be on all of them. I think if we have to pick one to put ha- Ham on, I think this is how we. This, this is how, I think this is how we can sign up today's show. If I had to pick a TV show that I've mentioned today that's done that's made in the UK that Ham would have to go on, I would have to be Gogglebox because I think it would be brilliant to see him and Miss Potato Head, you know, you know, having a little bit. Talking about what they think has got going on according to the telly of the past seven days. And also, we could maybe get a little shot of Ham demonstrating his little tire going with a tarp and go. Uh, yeah, because um, Ham clearly, yeah, well done, that's an impressive talent, but no, you clearly can't tell what's going on because you actually skipped the commercial. And then we had to skip back, but yeah. Oh, Ham, I love you, Ham. You are brilliant. You are an amazingly talented character. <laughs> oh, there's so much more we could talk about, but we'd be here all night. And unfortunately, we've all got to say our goodbyes now, I'm afraid. It's the end of what has been the 50th edition of the What About Pixar podcast. Thank you all so much for listening so far to all episodes so far. You know? If you want to listen, if you know you haven't listened on yet, go back to some more. They're all there, all 50 so far available for you to listen. We've got loads more to come on the many, many, many wonderful worlds that have been made by Pixar over the years. We've prepared we, to scratch the surface. Got so much more to come. But yeah, I think 
we've had the perfect topic for our 50 episode. I mean, I don't plan um, which episode to do each character scene on. I just basically, when I've thought of an idea of what to do for a show, that's it. We'll get down planned, and depending on what episode number it is, that's what we'll do in the in the uh, in the uh, in the order. So the chances are, sometimes the perfect topic might come up for these number episodes, but other times it might just be just too general. But yeah, but I just I feel if I do feel recording today's show, I just feel we've got the perfect one for our landmark show because it's been amazing, 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 amazing. Fifty in the books, and still nowhere near done. Still loads more to come. But as always. Keep listening. Thank you as always for listening, my dear friends. Until next time, this is Vin. What I love about ham. Thank you.